Yeah, that is that's a valid excuse. <laughs> is that is that because you don't come to Colchester or you just don't come in here because you end up going to Attitude well, or something? I went to Colchester for college, um, and it's not my favourite place, so I don't I don't <sighs> return often. Why why not? What why the bad vibes? Uh, I don't. Well, I think it's just the idea of um, rocking up to college wasn't fun for me, so I, I had just bad connotations. Sure. Mm. Okay. Well, we'll do, do you have flashbacks to like not having done homework and that kind of thing? Yeah, Vietnam flashbacks of yeah. not having coursework in time. Yeah. Yeah. I I still genuinely to this day I'm 41 now and I still have A level uh, sort of anxiety dreams all the time. Stay it stays with you. In many ways, worse than Vietnam, I reckon. (laughs) Did you ever get? Do you ever have anxiety dreams about being in a band? Um, I used to not like the idea of someone bringing it up in school. That used to make me anxious. Like the idea that it would like come up within a classroom environment. I hated bring it up. Yeah. Especially like because when we were younger on, I don't think we we weren't even that good. Yeah, we were shit, and it wasn't that cool either. Like, there's definitely recently, there's definitely been like a like a, an acceptance of um, kind of do, doing what you want to do, whether it's you know making a clothing brand or mm-hmm. a band or anything. Just being creative. Nowadays, kids are more accepting of that I think whereas as we kind of started out it wasn't that wasn't that it might just be an age thing though as well I think like, yeah it's maturity and all that shit but um are we allowed to swear on that oh no please do yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool I just realised that so. you feel for the better yeah. we, encur- we encourage people to say wank fuck <laughs> twat you gonna drop the C-bomb uh, no, 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 no the C-bomb's the C-bomb's anywhere yeah. that I kind of I uh, we did a radio interview um, with some radio in like Birmingham. They they played like they didn't play the radio edit of our songs. We were like, were they supposed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Birmingham for yeah. you, right yeah. there. Yeah. Different standards. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we've I've actually been recording for the last two minutes or so. Um, so. Hello everyone, welcome to the Fail Rockstar Club podcast. Yeah, you've already had some juicy chat there. There you go. You've got, didn't edit it out. You've got a freebie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, their journey in music, and a splash of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, Jez, tell us who we are, and Where then we are? ask them who they are. Okay. Well, I'm Jez, Hello. you're Steve. Hello. We're in our shop, our little old shop in Colchester, Essex, the, very much the Berlin of uh, East Anglia. Uh, we've just put up all our Christmas decorations here. It's the day before, well, you probably listen to this when we reopen, but uh, it's actually the day before we reopen the shop. And we are talking to the band Pretty Visitors, well, two of them, mm-hmm. uh, whose the voice best, is... The best two? The best two, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> the better two, Yeah. <laughs> How many how many pretty visitors are there? Yeah, four. Oh. Okay, so this is fifty percent of pretty visitors. Yeah. And what um and who have we who have we actually got with us? What members? What do you do? Uh, I'm Cameron and I play guitar. The guitar. I'm uh, Louis and I I wrote the first EP and I play drums. Okay. So we haven't got the singer. Normally we get a singer. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know where he is. So I don't think he's available tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. 
Too good. Too good for the podcast. Mm. We we played a game the other day called Rank Your, Rank Your Members. And <laughs> that sounds bad. Not you personally, but just generically. No, it sounds like you're talking about our opinions. Well, oh, yeah, Rank Your Members. <laughs> and we realised mine was the best. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not to do with penis size. It's to do with, generically speaking, who are the best members of, of a band. Yeah, and unfortunately, oh, drums came last. The, we are the best. Yeah, drums yeah. came last as a as a ranking, and oh. guitarist was second. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't guitarist top. I was a guitarist top. I think guitarist was top. Guitarist was the best member. Ge- this is generally speaking. Oh. There are obviously exceptions. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this could be one of those times. Yeah, and obviously, and obviously, <laughs> we just made it up in a spot. To be honest with you, yeah, but. It was one of those weeks we didn't have much to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It happens. Yeah, well, happens. yeah, we'll be the exceptions. Okay, lovely. Um, so, um, before we start talking about the bands, let's get to know you guys a little bit. Um, and let's hear your um, Cameron. See your song of the week and why. Well, my song of the week. I I had trouble thinking of something, but I'm going to go with Saviour Complex by Phoebe Bridges. Because the music video came out like an hour ago. Wow. And I think it's like my favourite album of the year. Really good. Good. Okay. Oh, he just stopped. Oh, I thought he was coming on. Okay. Hello. Uh, My song of the week was... Plastic, well, it is Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus' new album. Miley Cyrus? Mm. Oh. Her new album just came out and it's on that. Um, I'm a bit obsessed with it. I like it. Okay. Why do you like it? I think her, what the, the new kind of like vibe she's come back with. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like old uh, female Debbie Harry kind of rock star thing is, is good. Good one. The best thing she's done in a while. Since Party in the USA. That is a big tune. <laughs> I must admit, I'm a recent convert. Her, that cover of Heart of Glass is an absolute... Yeah. It's a tour de force. Mm. Have you okay. heard it yet, Steve? Of course I've heard it. <laughs> cool. Of course, yes. But yeah, I was the first one to hear it. No, what? <laughs> she did a cover of Heart of Glass. Okay. I've only heard the live version. Yeah. But it... Her voice is so good. It suits that song so much. Mm. She's got that yeah. raw, kind of gravelly rock yeah. voice. It's really good. Yeah, the, the whole album kind of follows that that sort of vibe. Okay. And like, like every song has kind of like a hint of some someone else like you'll know. Like there's a lot of kind mm-hmm. of like uh, Stevie Nicks. Ooh. Like songs that could have been, you know, Isn't Stevie that- Nicks or... Yeah. Stuff like that, so or uh, Joan Jett, she, you know, that vibe. She's going for a seventies rock thing, is she? Mm. She still twerks. Yeah. I don't think she twerks as much these days. <laughs> she stopped twerking. Not anymore. Yeah, mm. she's moved on. We all moved on from twerking. Okay, Jez, song of the week. Have you got oh one? yeah, I know you definitely got one. Yeah, I do have one. Uh, well, because we've been putting up our Christmas things, getting into the Christmas spirit, I've put my decorations up at home. There's a song called "The Day the Thames Froze" by uh, Smith and Burrows. They, like, I think that must be like almost 20 years old now, that album. Yeah. What's that sort of mid-noughties, I think? Anyway, it was a Christmas album by the singer from Editors and the drummer from Razorlight. And they... seems like a weird combination, but they got together and made a really beautiful album of... Yeah, there's some, like, carols on there, and then there's some, like, original songs. And some songs that just sort of feel Christmassy. It's just a beautiful album. Uh, yeah, The Day the Thames Froze, that's mine. Okay, well now we know each other. And I've... Yeah. I've been writing... Well, I've been trying to write while you've been talking um, some questions to get to know you more, but for some reason, everything's gone a bit spazzed on my phone. It's so, disappointing. Yeah. Well, let's talk... Okay, got him. All oh, right, okay. so I'm going to ask you guys and this or that question, okay? Just so everyone oh, okay. can get to know you a little bit more, Okay. So these are very important, very important questions. So okay, cool. I was going to pick at, do you mind if I call you Lou? That, go, yeah, yeah, go for it. All right, so Cameron, <laughs> Chinese or Indian food? Uh, 
Uh, Chinese. Lou? Chinese, if I had to. London or Manchester? London, never been to Manchester. Yeah, London. Gig or club? Gig. Gig. Baggy or skinny? Baggy. Skinny. Skateboard or... I was going to write roller skates, but I changed it at the last minute. Skateboard or surfing? Surfing. Nothing, yeah. <laughs> Nike or Supreme? Nike. Yeah, Nike. Blur or Oasis? Oasis. Blur to... Because I know this is in Colchester. Okay, uh, clever. Very shrewd. Very shrewd. And the reason I asked that last question is because we've been obviously reading your press release and and listening to your stuff. And this is a nice little link. Yeah, I was going to say, it's very interesting that you both said London, not Manchester, because there's definitely a sort of Manchester feel to the music. Well, certainly the the new single. Mm. Is that conscious? Have you been listening to those Uh, sort of fans? Like... I hear early '90s Manchester, like Stone Roses, Charlatans, that kind of thing. Shoot yeah, I, yeah, Stone Roses was a good reference. I feel. Well. Yeah, I, yeah. I think because it, cause it's like kind of first stuff. It's like a mix between like every band that you kind of get given by your dad almost, like when you're growing up. Which for me was kind of that those '90s era bands. So I think all of that is kind of accumulated into to that stuff. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah, because one of the things that we noticed is that when you, uh, yeah, but there's a, there's a few there's a lot of different influences in the music, but it's particularly like the more recent stuff. It feels like you're kind of heading down that road, like the kind of shoegazery kind of washier. The drums are very kind of Stone Rosesy. So yeah. That's, yeah, we were kind of we thought there was like a quite a big influence on the way you guys write music and are into, I guess. Yeah, I feel like there's, there's like very different directions we go with like our stuff. Yeah, and I feel like we tr- we tried to cover like all bases bases in the first one and the first EP, and then I think like other projects will kind of explore. Like each separate ones. Do you feel I like, think like Hollywood Tantrum? That song is the most like kind of like you can say that's like sounding like a Manchester uh, like Britpop song that we yeah. go. Is it? Uh, do you feel like you're kind of getting there now with the what the sort of sound that you want to come up with, or are you quite happy to kind of experiment with different like because it's yeah, one that's really I, dancey. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think. Um, there isn't necessarily a sound. I think the kind of there's that Matt Healy says it a lot that people nowadays uh, create as they consume. And I think like nowadays kids don't really. It's where that the kids will listen to kind of one genre of music. I think we're um, evidence of that. And I think we don't listen to sort of one thing enough to be able to be like we we love that, so we're just going to make that all the time. Like you know. Um, I think there's four of us as well so there, there's never a time really where, where we're all listening to the same thing at once and, and everything's influenced into that one thing so it's more kind of like always changing and always being different well it's, it's noticeable like we list, we put on we were in the shop yesterday and we put it everything you've got on Spotify we put on sort of on shuffle and it was like right. five different bands Genuinely, there's yeah. like one that sounded a bit remind me of the streets. There was one that was a bit more like electronic and dancey, and then then there was the sort of baggy nineties uh, Manchester thing going on. We wrote yeah. we wrote down two songs actually when we were doing it that we kind of that piqued our interest in various states of undress and right. longest summer. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorites from the the first EP we did. What those two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and do you still play them live? Yeah, yeah. We haven't. Um, the thing is, we haven't done any like obviously gigs since like February, and 
So we haven't we've done like live streams. Yeah, we've done like a live stream, but we haven't done those songs live properly in front of the audience. Now, yeah. So how you how are you feeling about the idea of performing these songs live? Do you think you feeling good about it or? Yeah, we can't wait to be honest. I'm really excited to do to do them, especially like knowing the ones kind of people like from that first EP and stuff. Well, I think that's how you kind of get your your um, best yeah. best kind of criticism, almost like feet, like kind of seeing a crowd's reaction to them is how we're going to know whether they're, they're good or not. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any problems with like? Will you have backing tracks? Because there's lots yeah. of sort of dancing beats. Yeah, You're not, do. You don't have a problem with doing that. Yeah, we we've had our issues with it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one one show we did in January, we just stopped no. the whole set and just restarted because it, it was just it can become. Uh, just the worst shit in the world trying to keep up like so if, if one of you goes out of time the whole thing just gets fucked yeah. so <laughs> yeah. The, it, first, yeah. the first one we did we um we thought it was alright when we did it then we listened back to the we got the audio after like from the soundboard yeah it was just, it was just so bad but then when it goes when it goes right and everything sounds oh, the yeah, same right. we did yeah. we did the live stream and we did the same there um, on Halloween, and it was, it was like it sounded really good because we got it right. <laughs> how do you how do you combat that? Like, are you playing to click tracks and stuff, or like, Lou, are you playing to, um, yeah, like backing tracks, like to keep in time, or how are you doing it? Are yeah, you... so I'll have like a, a monitor just really close to me and really fucking loud, so I don't, um, yeah, so I don't. Uh, go out of time and then just pray to God. If like Lou's in time, everyone else is. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone else just <laughs> no pressure, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's yeah, it's me just thinking, don't fuck this up the whole yeah, set. Because on the backing tracks, we don't have a click. Because like, I don't want that to come through. Mm. Whatever. But um, where there's not like a distinct rhythm that you can follow, it can get hard. Yeah, I bet. And you wouldn't, you didn't want to play with headphones on. I'm guessing. Well, I had, I had in-ear monitors. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, it's confusing yeah. to sync them all up to the, the desk and everything. So I kind of just thought, fuck it, and we'll just that we'll have a go. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's definitely like one of the more annoying bands when we go to venues. I think. Yeah. The yeah. amount of stuff we have now. Yeah. Mm. They're pre- they're praying for just guitar, bass, drums. Even when we first started, that was never an interest of ours to kind of like be that yeah. s- sort of four piece um, guitar band. Yeah. Mm. That's good. How has how uh, songwriting been during lockdown? Have you been able to write stuff? Yeah, it's, it's been good. There's been different stages where I feel we've got like loads of songs done. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I'm, I'm always, like, writing something, whether it's, like, um, just one lines or, or bigger things, and then kind of when when there's an opportunity to write uh, bigger stuff, I can then go back and reference other stuff that, that I've written and do it like that. So uh, I'm getting a feeling that, Lou, you write a lot of the songs, right? So am I getting that? Yeah, yeah. And being a drummer as well. So, how do you present the songs to the guys? Like, have you are you demoing, or are you just coming up with a guitar, or how are you kind of getting the ball rolling with uh, songwriting? Well, our, I mean, the first the first EP was a lot of kind of like me writing, and then kind of going to cams and be like, "Let's make this music," because then I'd be like, "Right," and then these are the lyrics, and, and go through it like that. Um, and then we'd. Either I demo them and then kind of show them to Joe, or it'd be like a very painful fucking four hours of us showing how to get right. Yeah, without it doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so do you ever have times then where like it just doesn't work and you're going, how the fuck are we going to make this work? Or do you, do you give up on songs because it's not working? Or 
do you get through it in the end? I feel like we, no, I mean, we haven't we haven't had that yet really. quite early on if if we're not going to use something. But because there's loads of our new stuff we've got, but I feel like it's pretty clear when we know. One of my favourite like writing experiences is Louis like wrote a song. And this is in lockdown, and he sent me it as like a voice note of just him like reading the lyrics to like a rhythm. Okay. Um, and I made the whole demo around that. Yeah. And that's still on, on there and stuff. It's quite fun to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And Cameron, how the single came out um, what, in November, right? So it's almost yeah. a year old now. The, yeah, this was the, the very first one. Oh, what, oh, when's Hollywood Tantrum? When did that come out then? That came out a few weeks ago. Oh, sorry. This okay. November. Okay, this November. Yeah, we, we, cool. we put out our first single, it stopped me from crying time, that was last November. Yeah. We were going to put it out like a year after, but it, it, it was on like Friday the 13th. <laughs> I think Joe was really against that for some reason. Joe was, yeah, so. <laughs> we pushed it back a week and it came out on the 20th. Are you, pl- how, are you pleased with how it's gone? Like, I mean, it's been difficult because you can't play gigs, but I mean, on digital and stuff like that, are you, how's it, how's it been going? <laughs> Well, okay. Um, oh. I think the yeah, I, I think we I think we're happy with it. Are we, are we were happier with how um, the kind of reception was yeah. for the for the EP. Um, well, they're, they're quite different things. I feel like the, the single was like a smaller thing we wanted to put out. Yeah, um, and we promoted it as that. Like, because we haven't really done any, like, inter- we didn't really do any interviews for it, like, compared to the EP. This is the only, like, talk thing we've done. Um, it, it was just a different different yeah. project. We, we kind of saw it as a uh, a smaller piece of work to put out. Um, so I think, naturally, it got a bit of a lesser reaction. Oh, Okay. So are you going to, because uh, we're going to come out of lockdown next tomorrow, so are you going to be planning to do any shows or are you going to find a way to get around it with like, are you, or are you just going to keep it all like, just release writing and stuff or how, what's the plan? I think we're definitely going to be busy with writing and stuff. I feel like shows we don't, we, we don't really want to do like a socially distanced gig or something. Yeah. Like however like good they are for live music, I feel like it's just not the same. I think us as a band, we've kind of been that kind of like all or nothing. Like in the first lockdown, we didn't do that kind of like acoustic set Instagram live stream. And we didn't do like many live streams at all um, other than the one uh, like the other month we did. I just think it's better to to get back and do it when, when everyone can have the full experience and do it like that. It did kind of feel like everyone was doing that. Acoustic thing and yeah, yeah. yeah. spoke about it being oversaturated and stuff. Yeah, of course we did it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. And do you, are you working? Do you do like music videos to go with the songs, or are you just di- releasing them digitally, or is there a hard like is there hard, hard copies of the songs as well? Or I feel like so like visuals are really important to us. Um, and we tried making a music video for longest summer. But um, so we filmed it all, and then we went to editing, and we we weren't really happy with it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, visuals is a weird thing. Like like Cam said, like visuals are extremely important for us, and I live with a graphic designer, so it makes life easier. Um, but I think when it comes to videos, it was kind of like we could just kind of sort of, if we if we haven't got a big budget, you know, to kind of do yeah, the. the the video that's in our heads, then there's no there's no point in doing it. Was our kind of ethos. You all or nothing with everything. That seems to be the pretty visitors' way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your influences a bit more, because I'm I'm intrigued as to what you kind of what you're listening to at the moment that kind of inspires the music. Uh, at the moment. I'm into Miley Cyrus, uh, Burial. Oh yeah, with, 
Yep. Everyone's been on at the minute from us. Uh, always Eno. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that kind of vibe. Yeah, we if that, if that's any spectrum at all from <laughs> Eno to Pinesides. Obviously, you're not like supposed to put in music whilst making music, but I feel like ambient music is definitely like different. And like, I'm just going for your Instagram as well, and like, it's you can see the kind of like oh, I've lost it now. Brilliant. Uh, the style is quite stylistic with like the graphic design. And is that the graphic design side of things you're talking about? Like the yeah, like even the photography is quite like artistic. You might recognise me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Peace out, mother crushers. I can't actually find a photo. I can't find a photo of you two in this. Are you sure you're in the band? <laughs> I've got, I've got long hair. I've changed the hair, that's why. Oh. I've changed the hair as well. That's me with long hair. He's now got a mohawk and I've got short hair. That's why I cut mine, hasn't he? Oh, for sake. Who's this, who's this handsome <laughs> chap? I know it's podcast. That, that is Joe. That's Joe. That is awesome. He's the singer. He's the one who wears glasses. Yeah, not very front man but you can't see, so. Oh, yeah, that's you, isn't it? Yeah, that's there I am. I've got a lot. Of, yeah, changed hair now, both of us. Yeah, nice. Is that you as well, Cameron? Yeah. Oh, that oh, is you two. There you go. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Very handsome. Yeah. So when when you're recording things, do you like take in ref- who who produces the stuff? By the way, we either so we have like a I say we have like a main producer for like when it's like guitar based stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we change production uh, depending on songs. So, like, uh, I always get my eye from the EP. That's done by Cam. Um, and then the, the more housey track you were talking about earlier is done by a friend of ours called Ben Hodds. Mm-hmm. And then I and then Longest Summer and the various states on Jazz were done in a studio called Highfield by a guy called Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> And do you do you take in like songs as references when you work with a producer? Do you say sort of I want yeah. I want the guitar to sound yeah. like this, the drums to sound like this? I feel like we only do that when it comes to like mixing and stuff afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like we we leave it quite an open thing when we're recording and stuff. But then then it kind of becomes a clearer picture after when we've done it. What we want it to sound like? So we went to like a lot of like shoegaze stuff uh, I think we're last working out with the production yeah it was like a lot of um, My Bloody Valentine um, yeah we get ride stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah ride and it's because uh, there's not many not many bands even our age that would like listen to that sort of stuff let alone your age is that you say is that because like the influences come from like your families and stuff or like parents or brothers or you just got into it so how do you get into these bands I feel like a big, a big part of it's like the internet I've heard and that like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, like um like a lot of like music blogs and like Instagram pages and stuff like hold certain like albums like quite underground albums with such like high regard and stuff yeah that you like give it a listen and it, it yeah it does influence us a lot well, for, for me, it is, um, it is yeah. family members. Like, most of the music I've ever been sort of put onto is from my dad. 
but he's got like quite a wide um, spectrum of, of music he listens to, so I kind of get it through that. And is he musical as well? Like, was he in the bands and stuff? Nah, he's shit at playing music, <laughs> but he's um, yeah, but but he's he loves music, so yeah, there's that. Do you, do you talk about it with him? Do you like sort of share new tunes that you found with him and vice versa? Yeah, all the time. I mean, that's kind of the, the majority of our conversations are music or art. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. That's basically, I've got two kids and that, essentially the reason I had kids was so I could have someone to chat about music with yeah and then i put yeah. i put all no, this I, stuff no. on playlists that they listen to in the car and they're just like oh what is this crap skip it so yeah. it hasn't worked yet but but will you say that but there's a thousand yeah well there's a thousand songs that my dad has put on to me that i would never in a million years admit that he's influenced right. me yeah. so there's that that's it i'm sure it's going in subconsciously and then they'll get to like because they're only, she's only like seven when she's like right. fifteen, she'll be like, "Oh yeah, I used to listen to this when I was a kid." Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. that's what I'm hoping anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, like you you'll hear a song like for whatever reason you be like, oh, no, "I know this." Yeah, like, it was sinking. Yeah, and what if? How would you? How do you? Would you want? How do you want girls to describe you as a band? <laughs> the sexiest band in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> Strong answer. Yeah, I thought that was Coldplay. I go for, I go for all of yeah. Europe. Yeah, 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 all Europe. We'll take that. No, I think... Um, well, you joke, but I think that's like a, definitely a, a uh, incentive for... Or it's definitely an influence in image and music. I think sometimes when, when you make music, um, you can kind of almost go up your own ass in, in the sense of like oh what do we love and what do we really like but I think sometimes when you strip it back to like what's a, a 17 year old girl gonna think's cool uh, and do it do, do it like that um, yeah, that's sometimes the way that's sometimes the way um, that's what Jed is always asking here <laughs> what do 17 year old girls think is cool not me yeah, it's just a good way of simplifying things yeah, yeah. I feel like you do need to step outside for like what you're doing. You're so you yeah, into yeah. you guys into fashion? Like you're into your big clothes? Stuff. I'd say yeah, because it, it has a big influence. Obviously, image is a big thing with us. Yeah. yeah. What sort of what? Uh, where do you shop? What sort of, what sort of clothing places do you shop? Are you shopping in shops or online or vintage or um, streetwear or deep? Well, other than best days vintage. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Um, Good time. Plug. Yeah, we. Well, I just. I sh- uh, I'm not gonna. A lot of my wardrobe is just my girlfriend's wardrobe. Oh, she there? She's there, isn't she? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Looking off the camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she was like, yeah, but it's just it's that and just shared clothes. I think is is most of my wardrobe. Recently, for me, I, I've tried like. Sam hasn't got a girlfriend, so he has to buy his own shit. I've tried like ethically consuming. And mostly like shopping at charity shops and stuff for clothes. Yeah, that's cool though, oh. isn't it? Because it's kind of like a rite of passage to kind of like yeah. go down that. Like we've both been, you know, that's how we started getting into clothing by going to charity shops and trying to dress alternatively and trying to stand out and fight, discovering music. Everything goes hand in hand, right? With like totally. music, bands, think, fashion. Yeah, I hair. think fashion, music go hand hand just because it's an identity thing yeah. I think like as soon as you can't it's like a tribalistic like music we, we, and, and play shows in like suits yeah what was that always like wear like a blazer everyone would be okay zip yeah. suits very smart yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah everything goes hand in hand right even down to like your hair cart or like yeah. earrings or jewellery and like it's a way of kind of like identifying with your crew, with your squad or tribe or your band about you all yeah. kind of fit. And do you, do you all dress as a band? Do you dress in a similar way? Do you find that find that you kind of subconsciously dress similar? Well, I think different. I think it varies. Okay. Rob, our bass player, 
the same the same hoodie and jeans for like the past three years. Um, does he not wash? Clowns usually like a jumper and shirt. Does, 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 um, does Rob not wash? So say again. Does Rob not wash? Yeah, are you calling Rob stinky? <laughs> Rob, no, Rob does. Rob does wash. He yeah. just. Uh, I, I believe he has like multiple copies of this outfit. Oh yeah, okay. classic. Yeah, yeah. Like, like four of the same like, hoodies. He's got a formula and he just sticks to it. Yeah. Slightly different white t-shirts with different like a different logo mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. the same setup every time. And the singer, his name's Joe. Mm-hmm. Uh, is he dressed well? Because obviously the singer. Do you think it's important for the singer to look the part? He well, um, he like women's shirts, okay. which is a very like women's like blouses. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's kind of his thing. Yeah, but I think we do we do like stage wear as well. Okay. Yeah. It's like a um, for us. What do you mean? So, well, you've, yeah. got, you've got a uniform, or you just get changed before a gig. I think like, we'll, we'll kind of push it up for a, for a gig. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll tell each other what we're wearing so it's not like... So Rob doesn't turn up just wearing his, like, normal... <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Look a bit out of place, but... No, we do, like, like going a bit more for like, a gig and stuff. And is that does that help you to... Because we spoke about this before, that it helps... It used to help us when we were in a band to... Get in that mindset of yeah, just focus the mind and realize it, it's you know it's game time. I'm rock I'm rock star Cameron <laughs> rather than just yeah. I think I think it's it's more of like an ego thing. Like yeah. uh, you can't put on like a I yeah. can I think especially for Joe like Joe because yeah everyone kind of and when he when he does it and gets on stage he's really good at what he does yeah because like he can like capture an audience and stuff. But yeah. there's like there's like normal Joe, then there's that Joe, and you kind of need to transition over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he get stage fright? Do any of you get stage fright? Um, I think Joe gets stage fright in a way that like it makes him act up more. Mm-hmm. He feeds Joe feeds off the like... nerves. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I I don't. Um... I, feel like I get like on the day a little bit, but I feel like over time it's definitely gone down. I piss a lot before shows. I think that's maybe it. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Nervous poo before shows. Yeah. Do, you need, do you need to do yeah. a nervous poo before a gig? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not, no, more, more pisses, usually. <laughs> I, I know me and Joe always try and have like a bath before a gig. Okay, nice together. That's yeah, yeah, that's nice. Bonding. Not together. <laughs> Not <yet> together yeah. <laughs> we have a story about that, but, oh. but that's... Yeah, it's for a different podcast. Yeah. Fair enough. That'd be nice. That's a different. nice pre-gig routine. Have a bath together. Discuss the set list. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Cup each other's knackers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it might be a chance for that Rob to have a wash. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He's not here to defend himself. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah I do feel bad. He's the nicest guy as well. He won't, yeah. he, he won't be listening to this, so it's all right. I bet he yeah, will. Yeah. Word will get out. Yeah. You probably, you've probably heard that this podcast is big in Japan, so um, <laughs> number thirty-four in the, the Japanese podcast charts. So, if you want to say, if you got anything you want to say to our Japanese listeners, then now's your time. I don't. Can each buy all that jazz? Oh, there you go. Yeah, a linguist. Bilingual. Yeah. Well, should we, should we do band for life? Yeah. So yeah, um, this is our regular feature. Um, little game we like to call Band for Life. I'll just explain the concept. I know you two know, but for new listeners, uh, so we ask our guests to pick two bands, one band that they could listen to exclusively for the rest of time because they love them so much, another band 
that they would ban for life, erase their music from existence. Not the people, their families won't be in mourning, just their music has been erased. Yeah, like, they, so, like, they ne- like they never started. Yeah. So we're going right. to go, Louis, you first. Give us the two bands or artists. Don't tell us which is which, and we'll try and guess which is which. Okay. Uh, the 1975. Oh, yeah. Cannon Fodder. Slaves. Oh, Slaves. Oh, oh that's the Now, I think because you've referenced Matty Healy already yeah. today in a positive way, I thought. Yeah, because normally they're Cannon Fodder on 1975. Yeah, a lot of people there will ban them for life. It's a dirty word. Yeah. They're a dirty word, I think. Yeah. In, but I think in, you're. In the subculture. You're rooting for them. I'm going to say, and I'm going to, I'm going to say you don't like slaves. Who I can yeah, see you're a very Marmite band, you know. Mm. Is that is that They're right? Fucking shouty, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. He's, he's giving yeah. the game away. Yeah. <laughs> he's already getting angry. You can yeah. see. Okay, so what is it about the 1975 that you like yeah. so much? And Finally, somebody to defend them. Because not everyone else hates them. So you're <laughs> the first person yeah. in a year. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing it as like a, as like a counter-culture thing. I just think Matt Healy, like, I think he's a bit of a divisive character. And I think he's easy to, to hate, right? But I think music-wise, the lyricism is off the charts, I think. Uh, music-wise, I think... They they kind of brought back a big aesthetic and kind of made it made it cool again. Yeah, um, like bring back the eighties thing. Yeah, they they definitely kind of re influenced that kind of like after their second album, everyone grabbed a synth and started doing all these kind of like um, Whitney Houston esque dancey kind of pop tunes. Um, I think I think they're great. I think he's good. He's great at what he does. He's he's a, Amazing front man. Yeah. Yeah, I think artistically as well, like their visuals and their um, artwork is no no one out there does it like them. Okay. That was a strong defence. I don't like his hair. <laughs> I'm not a big fan All of that, that. half shaved thing. <laughs> yeah. He said <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hairdresser, yeah. Okay, so what is it about slaves that you that you would erase from the whole of existence? I um the band um yeah I heard... not slavery, which we all agree is a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to look in. No, um, I heard their cover of Last Christmas. Oh god, their Radio One cover of Last Christmas. Oh, I haven't heard that. I haven't. Okay, yeah. and it should be criminal. Um, I think. George Michael did it perfectly the first time, and they just shouted it. We did a good co- Our cover wasn't that good that we did, but I feel it's like... It's better than Slaves. Yeah, better than Slaves. Because mm. they're, they're a two-piece, right? Yeah. Wham, or... No, a wham or a two-piece, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's lots of that. Andrew originally got written out of it there. Yeah, but Slaves... Uh, a two-piece, Just yeah. drums and guitar. bass guitar. Guitar. Well, it is bass, isn't it? I think it's it's bass guitarist, isn't he? And he's just one of those. Um, I don't know. Don't know much about them, really. You know, it's shouty no, though. Neither, to be fair. I don't know that much about them. I just know I don't like. Yeah. How I, like there. I like that one about gammon in the village. That's pretty good. I don't know. I don't know that one. That's no. Yeah, that's the thing about all their songs. I'm trying to think. My hatred like, for them is um, a bit irrational. Two random things yeah, put together, and they just like shout about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay, Cameron, hit us with two bands. Um, Kiss and Suede. Ooh. Ooh. This is tricky. Oh. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, because of like the old school indie stuff that you've referenced, that you're going to put Suede are your band for life and Kiss are going to be in the bin. I yes. think it's got to be that way around. He's got a bit of a Brett Anderson kind of feel about him. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Suede. Why Suede? Um, so, Louis, like, I kind of like you introduced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, there's like a few of the popular songs are like part of like big like Britpop 
culture. But yeah. then their first three albums and all the B-sides are so good. And they're... Well, I, I think, think they might be the best, like, Britpop band. The first two albums kind of came up before... Well, certainly the first one came up before yeah. Britpop was a thing. And they're kind of like anti-Britpop before Britpop. Yeah. I, I think I, the first album's a masterpiece, in my opinion. Yeah. And, yeah, the second album's got some special moments. And then Which I... The then I the Dogman Star. Oh, yeah. Then, the, yeah, then I kind of I kind of lost lost my way with them after the third album, when it got a bit poppier. Coming up, I yeah. think, for me, it was one of the best albums ever done. Love coming up. I like album. Yeah, it's like perfect, like pop songs. Yeah, they definitely could write a pop song, couldn't they? And they had a lot. They had a lot of. It was quite. It was iconic, wasn't it? He still is kind of got that look, and like he's. They were a kind of really iconic band of the time, and even now, it's like this. They've kind of been overtaken, I think, by like bands like. They're almost sort of written out of the kind of yeah. Yeah, story. Definitely, yeah. like Oasis and Blur are like obviously the big ones people can listen yeah. to. And obviously, like Suede had less of an influence, but I th- like on like big culture and stuff. But I still feel like they're very like important. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, great tune. Stay together is my favourite Suede song. Mm. If you're interested, big, <laughs> big time. Yeah, you know, a band's good when they do like a really like long song. Yeah, it's good. Like that. that, yeah, it's proper epic. Okay, and why why would you want to erase Kiss <laughs> of all bands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're having a little bit of fun. They're wearing some makeup, they're sticking their terrible. tongues out. They are. They're. They're just like the epitome of what I, I could never be like as a band. Just a joke. Um, yeah. Essentially. <laughs> I, they had they not had very a, funny ones. I found out like the other day they had a film with like Scooby Doo. <laughs> That's, That's a good film. It's an animated film of Scooby Doo and Kiss. Yeah. It's, all, it's all the kind of like the leather trousers and the kind of big packages they got around the front and well I'm normally a fan of a man's big package but it's, it's all too much like for me yeah we said it's like it's like the ultimate in excess like not in excess but of excess like bands that are like it's just over the top blown like just overblown and yeah yeah well if you I think if you're a serious music fan Bands like Kiss are just like there's no heart to it. There's no meaning. It's it's for me. It's fun to put on at a party or whatever. It, you know, a rock night or whatever. God gave rock and roll to us. Yeah. What about putting ACDC on there? Because I heard their like new one of their new songs. Because they've got a new album out. ACDC have got a new album. Out. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> and, and I just wasn't very surprised. Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. They're just a cliche of a rock band, don't they? Yeah, yeah. They're not. Yeah, I like my bands to try and at least try and uh, come up with something new. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I do, I do actually quite like that song. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Yeah. In the in the right circumstances, I can. Uh, you want to rock and roll all day? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> roll night and then oh. party every day. Oh. Yeah. Too tired. So I feel like I'd never sit down and be like, oh, I want to listen oh, to I've it. got a Kiss on. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I've no, yeah. I bet even Kiss fans don't want to put a Kiss album on because it's <laughs> does their head in. Uh, okay, so I wanted any. Uh, how can people find you? Like the general public, how can the people of Japan find you? <laughs> so on their souls, obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Spotify um, pre visitors. There's a few pretty visitors on Spotify. Yeah, I can confirm. That. Yeah, there's but, a the um, pretty visitors. There's the pretty, pretty visitors, yeah. which uh, we got uh, a few weeks ago um, on Facebook, and some guy was like, "Oh, I love loved your song," and he was like a radio host or something because he heard it on Steve Lamac on Radio Six. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, give us a call. And we were like a bit confused because we were like, oh, we didn't know they played sure, that. And, yeah. um, Surely someone would have told us. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I know Joe, Joe called him and he, he like asked what our influences were. And he, Joe spoke about all, all like the, our influences and stuff. 
And, and it, uh, weren't, it weren't our song, basically. <laughs> yeah, to, to cut a long one short. And um, he was it weren't our song. Obviously, like, the streets and, like, house music a bit. This guy must have been, like, really confused, because it, yeah. it was quite, like, a normal, like, quite, like, indie song. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been. That must have been a moment like, oh for fuck's sake! Yeah. <laughs> I thought we'd made it. <laughs> but to your actual original question, um, Spotify is pretty visitors. Yeah. Instagram um, pretty visitors UK. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash pretty visitors band UK. And we have a Twitter, but I'm not sure what it is. No. To be honest, and we haven't got that many followers. on so, Pretty Visitors UK. Oh, and if you were going to send, because people have short attention spans, if you were going to send them to one song, what's the first song you'd want them to listen to? I know it's so diverse, so it must be hard to choose, but what would you, what are you most proud of? I'd I'd say, like, for someone listening to the first time to listen to Longest Summer, then go through the EP. Because I feel like the way it starts, it's like, it's like us starting up because it, it takes like a minute to come in or whatever it's yeah like, nice good, like, yeah okay good advice yeah uh so thank you everyone for listening to the podcast we've been talking to cameron and louis from pretty visitors <laughs> why are you talking like a robot <laughs> So I'm trying to just be eloquent for my Japanese listeners that so they can understand. Right, okay. Um, uh, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening to the Found Rockstar Club podcast, the podcast that's been talking to musicians. There you go, that's your normal voice. Oh, musicians about mental health, a journey of music, and a little bit of fashion. Um, so, yeah, thanks guys for taking the time to speak to us. Cheers for having us. It was an absolute pleasure. And Jez, anything you want to plug before? Uh, no, but do go to bestdaysvintage.co.uk and do come and visit us in the shop, which is, will be open from today, when you listen to this. Today, yeah. I'm open. I'm probably in the yep. shop right now. Waiting. Waiting with my buttocks parted. <laughs> <laughs> so I've ruined it. Yeah, I've ruined it. Uh, okay. be, let's not bring my buttocks into it. Uh, That's my rule for life. Okay, so thanks guys. Um, Speak to you next week. Thanks everyone, and I'm just going to turn the podcast off. So, bye. 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 The nose.